Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 358 of Linux in the Ham Shack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet today. And you have tuned in to The Weekender. And if I'm not completely mistaken, this is the 53rd episode of The Weekender that we've done. So it's kind of hard to believe that we've done this many, but we have. And I suppose we should introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. So we'll be walking you through amateur radio contests and special event stations that are upcoming over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk about open source events as well. And then we will talk about some other things that are related to both amateur radio and open source, because that's what we talk about on the program. And then we switch gears and we hit hedonism, where we talk about food and drink and things that make you merry while you're doing all those other things. More drink. More drinking, <laughs> yeah. More food, More exactly. Living in excess. That's what hedonism is all about. Yeah, but to start out, let's talk about contests, and uh, we got some contests coming up the next couple of weeks here. But we'll tell you right now, there are no state QSO party challenges. Oh no, we have to wait at least three weeks, and then we'll finally get a state QSO party challenge. And which state QSO party challenge will that be? Do you remember? I believe it's Maryland is the next one, and it's the same weekend as the uh, virtual Ham Expo. So I think it's that uh, that weekend of the. 8th. Oh, good. No one cares about Maryland anyway, because you're going to all be in. <laughs> The QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo. So, That's right. So right. this weekend we have a, a pretty big contest is the RSGB, uh, RSGB. I don't know why I stopped, but RSGB <laughs> IOTA contest. And every time I read IOTA, I always think I wanna or I oughta. <laughs> I oughta. I oughta. Why I oughta. Why I oughta. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) RSGB, the International or Islands on the Air. Islands on the Air contest. So there you go. It's uh, the, it uh, runs from 1200 Zulu July 25th to 1200 Zulu July 26th. Its bands are 80 through 10, minus the pesky bands you're not supposed to be on. Uh, Modes there are CW and phone. And in line with stay-at-home guidance to, to minimize the impact of COVID-19, the IOTA contest in 2020 is exclusively for single operators using their home stations. I guess if your home station's not on an island, um, you don't count as extra points, but whatever. I think um, technically <laughs> the entire the entirety of like Canada, U.S., and South America is an island if you go big enough around the outside, right? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it has a number. It doesn't really count. Um, but yeah, single operator fixed island or world stations are eligible to enter. So there you go. You can be a single op on an island or a world station there and you can enter it. But uh, normally it's it's pretty active. Uh, obviously, uh, there normally a lot of de-expeditions go on during the IOTA contest and uh, probably not going to see any big 
expeditions. Plus, they probably wouldn't count anyway towards scoring. But uh, there you go. So that's all uh, all we have for this weekend. Next weekend, we got a couple of contests here to highlight. We have the uh, Bet- Batavia, I guess, uh, FT8 contest. And that runs from uh, Zero Zulu August 1st to 2359 Zulu August 2nd, and it's 80 through 10 as well. Uh, the mode there is FT8, your favorite mode. Work everyone everywhere, especially into and out of Indonesia, because that's where the contest is sponsored. So get your FT8 on and work some DX uh, next weekend. Uh, and we also have the uh, North American CUSA party is coming back again. And this time it's the CW edition and it's running from 1800, uh, Zulu August 1st to 0559 Zulu August 2nd. And for those of you that want to translate that into a day, it's just Saturday, basically <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Saturday around lunchtime to, you know, sometime before midnight. So, uh, so there you go. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a short contest, 12 hour window. And again, it's sponsored and organized by the national contest journal. It's fun. A short contest allows groups of up to five amateurs to form a team for an additional team score. So register your team early on the usual website there. And that of course is linked in the show notes. And if I didn't say it before, we get our contest stuff from contestcalendar.com. So you can find out all the other contests that, uh, you know, some sprints are in there. I think there's a 10-10 contest in there and stuff like that. Um, we don't highlight them all because there are quite a few that pop in and out for very short periods of time. But the big ones we try to try to get on here and make sure you're aware of what kind of uh, contesting is going on. And what do you got for special events? Well, I'm going to see how badly I can butcher these because I just did a cut and paste like you do. Uh, but there are some special events that have come up and that i've put in the notes here that are actually apparently still going to operate whether they're you know single op at home or whatever but they are still planning on operating even if the associated events that go with them are not happening so as far as i know all of these are still possible to contact we'll see uh the first one i have is the WSSM 10th anniversary special event. This is out of Scarborough, Maine. It'll be operating from July 12th through July 25th. Uh, so that's quite a while. We got a couple of weeks to work that one. Uh, the call sign on this is Whiskey One Victor. And the frequencies they'll be operating are 386, 7176, 14230, and 21280, which would suggest that it's primarily single sideband. Um, and the notes on this are, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary with special event operations using the call sign W1V. During the two weeks, club members will take turns activating the call sign and are offering a special certificate with the following endorsements for contacts. Certificates will be available to anyone who works our station in three achievement levels. Gold for anyone who contacts W1V on 10 or more different bands. Silver for anyone who contacts W1V are five to nine different bands. Or bronze for anyone who contacts W1V on one to four bands. I don't know if uh, gold is worth trying for, but what the hell? They'll <laughs> <laughs> um, be, also be offering certificates for operators in the same level. For example, if you activate 10 or more different band slots, you're eligible for a gold level certificate. Anyway, link to information about the WSSM, which, oh yeah, Wireless Society of Southern Maine. There. Now you know what WSSM means. Wussum. Wussum. (laughs) (laughs) 
they'll be operating W1V for two weeks. So you can contact them. And then we also have Sheboygan Brat Days. Mm. That sounds like it would be awesome. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> We've been to Sheboygan. It's on the lake. Uh, this is going to be running from July 31st to August 2nd, and I believe it'll be 1700 Zulu to 0100 Zulu daily. Uh, the call sign for this will be Whiskey 9 Bravo. That'll be Wisconsin 9 Brats. So there you go. <laughs> mm. uh, it's going to be operated by the Sheboygan Country or County Amateur Radio Club on or about 7.240 and 14.240. A certificate will be available, and they are celebrating the 67th annual Sheboygan Brat Days, celebrating the sausage that made Sheboygan famous. Sheboygan, Sheboygan. You can only say that. You can say that forever. <laughs> so fun. It's fun. It's it's a fun Sheboygan. word. Sheboygan. Sounds uh, like Hoboken. I like Hoboken, too. That's a kind of a fun <laughs> one to say. <laughs> or Schenectady. 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 Let's go back to Sheboygan. Sheboygan is so much easier to say. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. So they will have a certificate available. They want you to send $2 for uh, Manila Envelope and SASE and all that kind of crap. And anyway, uh, a link to information about Sheboygan Brat Days will be in the show notes. So give that a shot if you like. And the last one I have on here is the Oklahoma Green Corn Rebellion 103rd anniversary. Call sign for this one would be Whiskey 5 Golf. It'll be operating all day long from August 1st to August 14th, another two-week one. Uh, the will be operating on 7078. That sounds like ready. 7074 or no, no, 7078's uh, PSK31, right? <laughs> uh well they also say 7074 and 14074 and well, they could be on the ft8 right what, what, or ft4 what is well 7074 and 14074 are ft8 so that's okay. why i think 7078 is either ready or psk31 but apparently it's all hmm. digital so yeah, i thought psk31 is like 7040 and 7070 depending upon where you were or maybe 7080 or something like that i, I don't know it's what <sighs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, the special event station will be operating field day style from several oh, locations. JS eight call. If we read further down, huh? <laughs> just, just, just hush. hush. <laughs> the special event station will be operating field day style from several locations in Oklahoma, including at some of the sites of the events of the green corn rebellion of 1917. Well, they decided to have a green corn rebellion in the middle of the first world war. Okay. <laughs> uh, I primarily will be on FT8 and JSA call, but also will be doing some voice single sideband. Who's the I in this? Is one the person? Guy? Yeah. Uh, QSL via logbook of the world, QRI.com or by postal. QR, oh, QRZ.com. Why did I think that was an I? I don't know. QRZ.com. I'm sure James Branham was the one who said I will be. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> A special QSL card will be sent to anyone who asks for one, including uh, shortwave listeners. And a link, of course, to the special event, Whiskey 5 Golf, will be in the show notes. And then we also have, I see someone threw in here, the DX Engineering Virtual Ham Fest and DX Academy. Uh, join the Elmers at DX Engineering and host of Ham Radio Luminaries on Saturday, July 25th, 2020 for the first DX Engineering Virtual Ham Fest and DX Academy. Two online events combined into a full day of fun learning and drawings for DX Engineering gift cards. Both events are free and open to all. Once signed up, you'll receive a link to access the events in real time on the Zoom webinar platform, or you can watch live on the DX Engineering YouTube channel. 
The day kicks off with the DX Engineering Virtual Ham Fest featuring presentations from top contributors to On All Bands, DX Engineering's blog site, and the latest news and answers to your questions about recent and upcoming products, including the RF kit, RF2K-S linear amplifier, sold exclusively in North America by DX Engineering, and the RT4500HT heavy-duty rotator, along with the ladder line surge protector. So sign up for that and join DX Engineering for their virtual hand fest and DX Academy. And that'll be coming up on Saturday, Saturday, July 25th. Soon, soon. So sign up. So like, like tomorrow. Yeah, right? like whenever tomorrow. We, yeah. Whenever we do the <laughs> recording of right. this thing or whatever. Something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> be a part of DX Engineering's online event. <laughs> All right. So speaking of online events, we have an announcement. And that announcement is an announcement we've already made. And that's that Linux in the Ham Shack will have a booth at the QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo, which actually got done on time. <laughs> um, we don't know what the booth will look like yet. Actually, I know exactly what the booth will look like now because You're I got done it done with it. With it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did uh, you get uh, the email link back and stuff like that? Or? I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah. neither did I. I did the submit and I did it again to see if it would send me something I never did. So yeah, I never did. I never got anything back. But anyway, we'll, we'll cross our fingers. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the K2BSA and Linux in the Hamtrack will be a part of the event. We've done what we were supposed to do. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, we hope it's a great experience, and we want to thank Eric Guth for Z1UG of QSO today for sponsoring a place for us in the event, and. Um, so make sure you sign up for that. Uh, early bird registration will be expired by the time you hear this, probably. Um, but you will still be able to register. You just won't get the early bird prize type stuff. Registration ends on Friday, right? Right, which is when this comes out. So. Oh, I thought you put this out on Thursday. No. Well, if you put it out early enough, they might hear it. Well, it comes out at 2 a.m. on Friday. So, yeah, I mean, so they're still possible know. to get registered. So, if you hear this early enough, make sure you get over there get and get registered. And even if you don't get there in time, make sure you register anyway. All right. So, next we have the Linux in the Ham Shack Ham Radio Challenge. And I'm putting out a challenge to everyone to send us deep dive topics because we're having a hard time coming up with them on our own. <laughs> Which is why we haven't been doing deep dive Yeah, episodes. it's not like there isn't stuff to talk about, but we're trying not to be repetitive. And it would actually be nice if someone could tell us something they'd be interested specifically in hearing about, because we don't know all the technologies that exist and so on and so forth. So if someone has an idea for a deep dive topic, Please send it to us. We will most likely do it, unless it's just something that it's so beyond our ability that we, you know, that we can't. But if you have a deep dive topic, please send it our way. We have the voicemail line. We have email addresses. You can contact us on Twitter and Facebook. There's a million ways to tell us what your deep dive topics are. So please do that. We challenge you. <laughs> Oh, I see the booth on there, too. Sweet. Oh, they, you can actually get to where you can see it? Yeah. Of course well, I can. <laughs> you can, too. Um, sure, I can, too, but I'm not sure how. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So do you yeah, want me to tell you about the Green Corn Rebellion real quick? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Why? Okay. It was an armed uprising that took place in rural Oklahoma on August 2nd, 3rd, 1917. 
It was a reaction by the European Americans, tenant farmers, Seminoles, Muskogee Creeks, and African Americans in an attempt to enforce the Selective Draft Act of 1917. It was named in reference to the purported plans uh, of the rebels to march across the country eating green corn on the way for sustenance. Betrayed by an informer in their midst, the, count, uh, the country rebels met with a well-armed posse of townsmen with whom shots were exchanged. Three people were killed. In the aftermath of the incident, scores of arrests were made and, by, and the Socialist Party of America, formerly strong in the region, was discredited in the public eye for allegedly having attempted to foment revolution. The incident was also used as a pretext for national uh, reprisals against the industrial workers of the world and the Socialist Party of America. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that would explain why it has something to do with World War One, because it was about... About World... Yeah. So there you go. Okay. There's your history lesson for the evening, folks. So... So I actually put in the distribution to try this week, so I'm going to let Bill try and figure it out. Sure, yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a cool distribution because it has a name of Oberon OS. So Oberon OS. OS. Oberon... Oberunas. Oberunas. So the goal of Oberun Oberun, is uh, is to provide an alternative for people looking for more simplicity and transparency in maintaining their systems. Oberun is not designed with beginners to Linux in mind, but Oberun's community is dedicated in helping anyone with the will to try it. So it already sounds like Arch. Oh wait, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oberon is based on Arch Linux. That makes complete sense now, but incorporates several changes, uh, modifications, additions in its effort to run reliably without System D. Oh, there you go, another System D runaway, and its intrusive byproducts. System D replacement is made by. Garnet's S6 supervision suite as init and by Oberon's own 66 service management. S6 and 66, almost sounds like we're a gas station here, <laughs> is a, uh, is the heart of Oberon. It is what makes it unique and special from all other Linux systems. Oberon's packages and source reside in the streamlined, um, OB core, OB extra, OB community, OB service, and OB Multilib, Multipass, uh, repositories. Uh, the official core, extra, and community repositories from Arch Linux are retained to fit the needs of a competent user. Of the competent Linux user. Okay. They're, they're going for a stretch here. <laughs> Counts me out. Oh, well. Anyway, this means you get Arch Linux, AUR, and more without System D, of course. Additional tools written in uh, script language are available to simplify, help tasks like installing software from AUR, building packages in a safe environment, installing a particular system, creating a live version of your system, Managing and modifying services, and so on. And the link to Oberon OS is in the show notes. It certainly is. And I bet that's not going to be clicked very often. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, art. Just, just keep on. <laughs> keep on Nothing rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I like Arch when it runs. Yeah, Arch is great when it runs, <laughs> as, as are most distributions. So. And then that first update normally takes that fun part away <laughs> or maybe that's uh what's the other one too manjaro that one does it too <laughs> you want to do the uh the open source events i, I think they're pretty readable oh they look pretty readable so. all right well there you go all right so the first open source events 
is Guadec, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's, that's how they pronounce it, Guadec. All right. It's July 22nd through the 28th, 2020, online. Which means it's partially over already, but there's still time. It's still, so. Yeah, it's still going. So it is Gnome's, or excuse me, Gnome Communities largest conference bringing together hundreds of users contributors community members and enthusiastic supporters for a week of talks and workshops so more info will be in the show notes uh the ansible automation fundamentals is happening on july 28 2020 another online course i believe there are multiple dates for this but i picked that one pick that date okay um it's a hands-on workshop used to teach the fundamentals of red hat ansible automation platform through installation and management of web servers deployed on red hat enterprise linux 8 the agenda will include an overview of provisioning onto public cloud uh converting bash commands to ansible deploying applications overview of system roles and more and again show notes will have the info on that stop correcting stuff as i'm correcting <laughs> Russ misspelled stuff, and we're both correcting at the same time. Uh, and then the last one is Introduction to Kubernetes, which is going to be on August 7th, 2020, another online course. Kubernetes is an open source, excuse me, open source platform that automates Linux container operation. Wow. Okay, let me try I'm this again. I'm not even sure what word you were going yeah, for. Yeah, I'm not but. even sure. <laughs> Kubernetes is an open source platform that automates Linux container operations. It eliminates many of the manual processes involved in deploying and scaling containerized applications. Kubernetes clusters can span hosts across public, private, or hybrid clouds. For this reason, Kubernetes is an ideal platform for hosting cloud-native applications that require rapid, excuse me, rapid scaling. In this workshop, you will learn how to orchestrate containers across multiple hosts, make better use of hardware to maximize resources needed to run your enterprise apps, and how to control an automated application deployment and updates. And again, more info in the show notes. Yeah, those last ones were information from Red Hat. They were talking about some of their particular technologies, but we have talked recently about both Ansible and Kubernetes. So I thought they might be of interest. And since they're free online tutorials, basically, that only take like one to three hours each, it might be of interest to folks. You know, one of the nice things about this COVID thing is all this online stuff is free. No one's charging for it. I've seen a few, I've seen a few of the online conferences where they're actually asking for money, but uh, it's kind of few and far between. And some ask for donations, which is understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so also I have the uh, Linux in the Hamshack open source challenge and I put this in here because, uh, I need to do this myself and I've, I think I've put this challenge once before maybe. And usually when I put these in there, it's usually to remind myself to do something. So <laughs> which you then completely forget about by next week. Yeah, probably so. But anyway, I say if you don't have a good system of doing backups, locate a good solution and make sure you have a good recovery path for your data. There's lots of open source solutions out there for... What do you use for backups? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> RC? Uh, I, I rely on my RAID arrays. Oh, hardware. That's, that's not good. That's terrible. Yeah, and when yeah. something like that fails and Cheryl goes into nervous breakdown over missing stuff, yeah. Let's put it this way. I remember when I wired up the other building so I could have hardwired connectivity out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to 
shortly be coming into possession of two very large NAS devices. So <laughs> sweet. Well I, well, I could definitely recommend Bacula. I've used that a few times. That's and- that's what we were using at work until they decided to spend money on something. Yeah, yeah. It it looks like it. I mean, it it can work really well. I don't use it actively right now, but I have uh, evaluated it heavily in the past because it uh, does cross platform and everything else. Did you like Bacula? Bacula is wonderful. I've used it in an enterprise environment, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and it now does like snapshotting and things, so it's uh, it's quite a robust platform. So there you go. So yes, if you're looking for an open source solution. Tribacula. Might even be a deep dive topic. We don't know, huh? Uh, that's true. Uh, Bac- Bacula, um, that, that'd be a pretty deep dive. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we could we can do it. I know we can. Anyway, so let's get out of this world of amateur radio and open source and get into the softer side of things and talk about hedonism and all the fun that is in the world and what we live for. What was that quote from Dead Poet Society? about uh the walt whitman poem about noble pursuits or you know oh um engineering blah 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 these are noble pursuits and necessary for life but love poetry romance these are what we live for something along those lines yeah it it's we read and write poetry because we're members of the human race and the human race is filled with passion and medicine law business engineering these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life but poetry beauty romance love these are all what we stay alive for right so let's get into that and the first one of course food let's do it food. Food. <laughs> so this week since it is summer oh bless its little heart i decided to um to pick a pasta salad uh for me, summer is definitely pasta salad time, something light, something fresh. So this time is going to be Hawaiian macaroni salad, and it needs a one-pound box of macaroni, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, two shredded carrots, a quarter cup of shredded onion, which is optional, two and a half cups of best foods or Hellman's mayonnaise. And if you if you've never tried them... Trust me, there is a difference. There's a huge difference between Hellman's and Walmart brand mayonnaise. Craft? No craft mayonnaise? No. You're a Hellman's mayonnaise person. Well, yeah, because that's all we have. Except for the fact that what's in the, the Hellman's mayonnaise not, bottle right now is, is not is members mark. Because we can, have you tried <laughs> finding mayonnaise around here lately? Everybody's eating sandwiches. They're stuck at home. So, yeah, mayonnaise is is hard find around here right now. But yeah, we definitely definitely shoot for the best foods or Hellman's mayonnaise. They're made by the same company, so definitely do that. Um, a quarter cup of milk, two teaspoons of sugar, and some salt and pepper to taste. And just uh, boil your macaroni and mix everything together. And it's a nice sweet macaroni salad. So, but not too sweet. Not too sweet. Okay, yeah. good. You've okay. had this before. I have. At Angels. For Rico. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, th- this, this is his recipe. This okay. came from him. So. Oh, very cool. So you're slacking now. You're getting recipes from other people. I've had this recipe for like three years. <laughs> I just now got around to putting it in there. So. <laughs> That's okay. We do it all the time. Yeah. And you borrow from Hutch whenever possible. So. Hutch has stopped talking to me. He stopped talking to you. Yeah, uh, I don't believe that for a minute. Oh, I have. A, yeah, I've sent him a couple of messages. He hasn't answered me. 
but one of them was requesting a recipe, so <laughs> just like, yeah, go go away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a busy boy. He gave you the whole DVD. Or it should be said, right? Well, no. It, it, the thing is, the recipe I was looking for is not on the DVD because I sent Russ after it. Russ is like, it's not here. What so, was it? the chicken yayo was on? No, there, there it was something else. And you're like, I can't find it on here. So I texted Hatch and went, "Hey." recipes missing from the dvd he's like i'm gonna have to fire my typist i was like which was who and he's like that was me <laughs> i was like yeah well you're fired and he's like all right i'll get you the recipe and he did get me that recipe but then i asked him for something else and he hasn't answered me so i figure he probably didn't get the text but because he's usually pretty good about answering me within 20 or 30 minutes so all right so so i guess that means we're over to my drink corner well, unless you want some more food. <laughs> well, do you have something queued up? Do you want to? Uh, no, I don't want to share a whole bunch of recipes tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, for tonight, I have, and I thought I had already done this, but I went through the list of things I have done, and this is not on it. So, apparently, I've not done this one already. Uh, this is Noah's Mill, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Uh, the description that I found is probably a compilation of a bunch of other things, but it's uh, operating as a non-distilling producer, Kentucky Bourbon Distillers, one of the names used by Willet Distillery, and I'm pretty sure I have talked about Willet Potstill Bourbon on this program before. Uh, but this is another arm of them that actually sources other people's whiskey, uh, not producing their own, but they do both. Uh, they purchase bourbon from other distilleries, age it in their warehouses, and bottle it as part of their extensive family of labels. In 2012, Willet resumed distilling and has its own releases. Uh, they're quite good. Noah's Mill is one of Willett's sourced bourbons. When Willett originally released Noah's Mill, it carried a 15-year age statement, but in these times of bourbon shortages, the age statement has been dropped. Now Noah's Mill is believed to be a blend of bourbon aged from 4 to 20 years. So uh, this, this bottle that I have does not have an age statement on it, so it's obviously one of the later ones. And let's see. Let's look at some of the details. The mash bill on it is undisclosed. They're very close to the vest on the mash bill on this. The proof on it is 57.15% or 114.3 proof, just because they want to go down to two decimal places. <laughs> um, the region is Bardstown, Kentucky. Not I mean, that's where Willet is. I would assume that all of the whiskey comes from probably somewhere around there, but it's not necessarily the case. Uh, the color has been described as medium honey and light amber, considering it has whiskey in it as old as 20 years. It could be darker. It's not particularly dark, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, the nose on it is pretty interesting. It's pretty hot and spicy. So it's kind of a summery thing, I guess, if you want to consider it that with aromas of cinnamon, baking spice, vanilla, yeast, and seasoned oak. The taste on it is quite nice. Lots of different characteristics in it. Uh, I get toasted pecans, orange, cinnamon, burnt sugar, or some people might call it creme brulee, or, you know, sort of uh, like overdone caramel. Allspice, mint, vanilla, cream, as I take another sip. <laughs> and there's a little barrel in there, too, and maybe a little grassy note at the very end. There's there's all kinds of rich flavor in here too. They've uh, they've done well to to blend this Kentucky straight bourbon into something very very nice, especially considering how uh, relatively high proof it is. 
Uh, the finish actually takes a lot of those flavors, um, and they disappear quickly, but the ones that seem to fade out last are, uh, those baking spices, black carrots, a little bit of the nuttiness, that pecan flavor, vanilla, and a tiny little bit of what might be considered rye spice or just general spiciness, maybe a white pepper to some folks. Um, it's, it's really quite good. The, bl- the blend is excellent. Um, so I, I'm going to, uh, give it a pretty high mark. I mean, it's, it's not as good as the, uh, Willet branded, uh, pot still. Um, but I like it a lot and the price on it, I, I got it on sale. It was like 42 bucks or something like that. But I think normally it's around 50, maybe a little less, uh, if you can find it. Uh, it's not, it's not super hard to get, but. It's not exactly uh, a wild turkey, you know, 81 either. So uh, it's, it's certainly good. It's definitely drinkable. And for the price, uh, you can do a lot worse. So I think I'll go ahead and give it a 90, a 90. So, Ooh. yeah, pretty good. 90. Yep. Yeah. It's not, not high 90s, not mid 90s, but it's definitely, it's definitely better than 80s for sure. And uh, at the price point, yeah you can you can do way worse so there you go noah's mill kentucky straight bourbon a 90 for about 45 bucks a bottle there you go i'm offended why <laughs> because you said that that overdone caramel tested like creme brulee well it does no it doesn't okay creme brulee is its own magical little thing <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like burnt crap to me. So. Oh, whatever. No, no, no. Uh, you must have had it by somebody who doesn't know how to make it. Jeez. No, he he <laughs> just did. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> see, see. So next time we do hamvention, Bill and I are going out for creme brulee somewhere. Okay, you I, can just go see if you can find some Brussels sprouts. Up a rope. Yeah, I got exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creme brulee falls in the same category as like a country fried steak for me. If it's on the menu, I'm ordering it. Oh, well, now see, that <laughs> country well, fried steak here, Russ likes country fried I'm steak. I'm with too. you on a good country fried steak. Yeah. Yeah. If I haven't had it before, that's the thing. If I see it on the menu, it's like, ah, you know, I got to order it. <laughs> I have to see how bad you make it. That's really, well, it's yeah, like a no, thing, exactly you know? it. Cause like, I won't make that at home just cause it's a pain in the butt. But <laughs> we need to get Bill here so we can take him to Lambert's. Well, Bill's, Bill's busy and he's going all over I the know, world. He doesn't want to come to. Friggin' Missouri. Podunk, Missouri. Yeah. 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 Last time I was in Missouri, it was in the 80s. And I, you know. Yeah. Passed, no, I, <laughs> I have driven through it. You know, it's been a drive through <laughs> state before. Uh, <laughs> a couple times, actually. A couple times, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, well, actually, if you go to Alabama, you they've got one there. Yeah. Uh, I think ca- we need to start, like, I think, like, if they do hamvention next year, we need to start hamvention for us, like, the earlier in the week. And go do the bourbon trail like Monday and Tuesday. Oh no, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm done with that for sure. Through the whole week, and like if we eventually just don't make it to Hamvention, well, you know, <laughs> shut up. We'll leave some cards on the table there, yeah. and you can come find us. I, I, uh, <laughs> They'll be passed out the car somewhere. <laughs> absolutely down with that. So. Because we can still make our camp base like right there in uh, shit in uh, like Indianapolis area there, right? Because yeah. it's not very far. It's like about an hour down to like Bardstown and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I think it's a little further than that, but it's not. It's not bad. Not yeah. 
And then we can still go to Hutch's every night for dinner. Well, <laughs> well yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, what, Wednesday. I think Wednesday is when he's open. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, that's right. Yeah. He does not open every day, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just have to find some place to get creme brulee uh, the days before that. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. like Jack Daniels has some sort of Jack Daniels creme brulee or something. Mm. We're not going to Jack Daniels, and that's in Tennessee anyway. So, screw well, that. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, well, Jim Beam will be down there. So, you have to go to Jim Beam's, right? Or something. Yeah. We'll go to the good ones. We'll actually go to like yeah the good ones anyway from, uh, from indianapolis to bardstown is 123 miles oh yeah two hours so yeah no problem at all so you got anything bill i know you've been drinking something yeah i'm i'm drinking um so yeah i'm I'm doing a little eagle rare um just because yeah jerk awesome, <laughs> awesome. 99.9 on the uh bill's rating scale uh it's pretty damn good um is that, is that above or below the the weller uh you know I like them both the same, but they do. I mean, they're two different tastes, obviously. Oh yeah, they're completely. Different. Um, but yeah, I just they just they drink so nicely, and they're so easy to. They're just very pleasant on the palate, I think, and nice and smooth. So yeah, I you can't go wrong either one. I have Weller at the office, and uh, I did have a little bit of that today because <laughs> I was at my office for a little while, and uh, and then yeah, I had some Eagle Rare when I came home, and I'm also enjoying one of these Bud Light lemonades, which I put a screenshot earlier because I got an advertisement for it on Facebook, and it said Russ liked Bud Light, so uh, <laughs> okay, I, I may have done that back when we for a went contest to- or something, right? <laughs> Well, no, no. We when we went to, to the distillery tour or the brewery, uh, the brewery tour, yeah, tour. we both. If you if you clicked, if you said on Facebook that you liked it, uh, you got like an extra beverage token or, or something, something like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, so they so they tricked me into liking Bud Lights. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're in bed with Mbev. So there, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, I was actually drinking one when I was scrolling through Facebook and uh, that ad came up and I saw it. I was like, oh, I have to take a picture of it. So. It's in the it's in the general chat, I think. Or maybe it's in hedonism. I put it there earlier. I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, they knew. They knew. I was drinking a Bud Light lemonade, which I do have to say is actually uh, not horrid. Interesting. Um, I, I can drink a Bud Light without throwing I, up. Yeah, I, I like Bud Lights. I'm <laughs> I like a lot of crappy beers. <laughs> <laughs> Coors Light, I like Coors Light, Bush Light, uh, <laughs> Light, Light, right? Whatever Light is called. Light, light. I actually Miller, Miller almost, light. almost got a wild hair up my ass on Saturday and ordered, um, cause they had, uh, what was the, it was, uh, Corona Premier was like on sale for two bucks or something. Yeah. Mm. I, I seriously almost got one, <laughs> but I didn't. I like Corona too. I like Corona Light and Amstel Light. I like, I like, I like a lot of beers. That was, that was until I found out the, the Long Islands were only five bucks. And I was like, I think I'm just going to stick with those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beers are four and then the real drinks are five. You know, get the real drinks. Well, yeah. That, that was the thing they had. Um, what, oh, an Alabama Slammer was four. Six. The Alabama Slammer was six. Oh, was it? Wells were four. Alabama oh, Slammer right. was six. Six. And Long Islands were five. five. And they had three different bartenders. So. I went up the first time and I was like, he did a well drink for me. And I was like, now don't, don't use the guy that's up there bartending because he's, you know, he's slacking severely on the booze. <laughs> so the next time I went up there, I made sure to get in the line behind one of the girls that was working. She was better. Russ was watching her. He's like, Oh yeah, she's, she's doing pretty heavy ports. 
And then I was sitting there doing something, and at one point he like nudged me in the knee, and he's like, "Go to the dark haired girl. She's much heavier on the pores." We're sitting like right across from the bar at a concert, so I was like, "Okay." Yeah, so, you got a lot of states where they don't measure the booze as they pour it. So. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> they definitely do not measure. <laughs> they figure so. that stuff out later, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, all right. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, and uh, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Not a bad combo, actually. It's I'm kind of switching back and forth between the two. So I'm switching. I'm switching back and forth between my own homemade Long Island iced tea and the Noah's Mill. So uh, that's working well for me as well. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, that brings us down to the end of the program. So we want to thank everybody who was hanging out with us tonight in the chat room. We had several folks uh wandering around and contributing and talking about various things and even uh getting into the hedonism of the late part of the show we appreciate that we had in here darren vk60k and tom and for hi and don kvtysi and photo jim ve5ev we also had dave v5uo Jonas Rulo, Steve K7HVT, Ted WA0EIR, Tony K4XSS, and Don KC9ZMY. So lots of fine folks in the chat room tonight. And remember, you can join us on Discord and be a part of the program. Every Monday night when we record, we would love to have you in there. Just go ahead and join our Discord. You can listen to the outro for the link. Of course, the link to the Discord is also on the website. So make sure you become a part of our Discord we talk about stuff all the time. There's usually folks to chat with anytime, almost day or night. Uh, cause we've got folks from Europe. We've got folks from South America. We've got folks from Australia and folks from North America. So there's always somebody to talk to. And sometimes they even talk back wow. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So anyway, thanks everybody for being a part of the program and we hope you have a great couple of weeks and. Tune in next Monday when we do our deep dive episode. So with that, we'll go ahead and leave you from this episode, 358 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1909 LHS show. That's 1909 
547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or handfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.